All righty. So when we left off last week, we were most of the way through Perak Tzadi Vav. Tzadi Vav in, the, in Tehillim over here, the second of the paragraphs, which we say is part of Kabbalah Shabbos. And uh, as the the Perak uh, presents, and as the Malbim has been explaining, we're talking about the difference between the way the Jewish people are going to sing songs at the time of the Geula, the unique perspective that we have, because we have a unique um, relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we see Hashgacha, we see divine providence as an active part of the uh, the functioning of the world, the running of the world, as opposed to the uh, non-Jews of the world, who see HaKadosh Baruch Hu at most, they will see him as a creator, but certainly they do not see him as an active part of running the world on a day-to-day basis. As a result of that, the different perspective which exists, so that's going to impact the way, even at the time of the Gula, how uh, the song is going to sound or how the nations of the world are going to uh, are going to respond when the uh, the final Gula takes place. So we pick it up now. Let me share the screen. Um... Yeah, there it is. Okay. Okay. So we are, it happens to be that it's Pasuk Yud. I don't have over here on the screen anything which says Pasuk Yud, but we are at this line. So we say, uh, so uh, the, the parak reads as follows. Imu vagayim. So we are going to declare amongst the nations, or the, the yeah, among the nations, Hashem Allah, that Hashem is the one who rules. Avtikun Tevel. He established the world, Baltimo, that it cannot be moved, Yadin Amin Bebesharim, and he should judge the people with equity, with uh, with straightforward, uh, yeah, with, uh, with, with a, uh, a straightforward type of attitude. So, what exactly does this mean? So, the Malbim explains, so he says that at the time of the, uh, the ultimate uh, Gula, so what we're going to say, we're going to recognize that we're going to uh, try and uh, share with the nations, the world, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king. The Oz Takiru Kigamhan Haga Tibis Kula Nisim Nistarim. And then there's going to be a recognition and understanding, Lahakir, to know and to understand and to recognize that even what seem to be natural occurrences is really all natural occurrences is another term for a hidden miracle. That everything ultimately is uh, is miraculous. V'chi arach es hateva bofen sheima yimsa gamkein amishpat ligmo v'lenosh. And what we're going to see is, and this is going to be an amazing uh, uh, observation, but we're going to see that the laws of nature, as they were constructed by God, they were constructed in a way which allows for judgment and reward and punishment or positive consequences versus negative consequences to emerge, that that's something which is part of nature itself. And this is reminiscent of, like we say in the second paragraph of Kriyashma, where we say, that if you listen to God's words, so then there'll be rain and things will grow and all sorts of good things are going to happen. So what that tells us is, is that Baruch Hu has coded the world the world in a way that when Klai Yisrael collectively are doing the Ratzon Hashem, are doing what Hashem wants. So what that leads to is a positive outcome, 
although we don't see it as a miraculous thing, that's a positive outcome. It seems to be within nature, but that's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu coded it, that nature itself would respond positively when Klai Yisrael does the mitzvahs, or if Klai Yisrael does not do mitzvahs, and we'll be able to see all of that coding and all of the way that that functions. And we're going to see that the running of the world is not simply a matter of nature. It's not just scientific principles at work. That the world is set in place and it doesn't falter, it doesn't uh, move at all, cannot be moved. And even though the world is set in sort of fixed in place, Nonetheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to judge the nations uh, with equity. Meaning, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu set the laws of nature and set the principles of science in place so that they are fixed and they cannot be moved, they cannot be altered. But nonetheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, coded the natural order of things I don't know how to pronounce that word. But nonetheless, it's going to be something which is going to match the way HaKash Baruch Hu's divine providence is able to oversee the world and respond to the world in a way which is reminiscent of reward and punishment. And this is, for those uh, in Shul, so this is what we, we talked about um I don't know, if a, a number of uh, weeks ago, if not a number of months ago already at this point, everything seems like a lifetime ago already at this point. But we talked about how the uh, the principle of that there's no reward for the mitzvahs which we do in this world. And by extension, that there's also no punishment for things which we do in this world. And what seems to be the Torah indicating that there is a system of reward and punishment in this world, in the physical world, rather than in Olam Haba, so all that really is, is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up the natural world, that there are consequences. If you remember, we talked about that if you put your hand in a fire, even if it was completely innocent and completely by accident, you're going to get burned. Getting burned is not a punishment for having put your hand in the fire, because you may not have done it uh, intentionally at all. But the, the way nature works is, is that when skin is in fire, it's going to get burned. So it's not a punishment to burn, it is a consequence of what happens. So spiritually, HaKadosh Baruch Hu structured the world in a similar type of way, that, that there are uh, actions which we do, and they generate as a natural consequence, or as a natural spiritual consequence, so they set in motion um, energy which is going to be a positive energy or a negative energy, however you're going to go ahead and explain it, but it's not reward and punishment, it is the natural consequence of things, and all of this is going to become evident. To such a degree that although the inhabited world is set in place and it is um, bound by a strict set of natural law, because of scientific principles, Nonetheless, the nations are going to be judged. That's the end of the Pasuk, Yadin Amin Sharim, that the nations are going to be judged with equity. So that is going to be, that's going to occur because that's going to be the natural consequence of their behavior. And the laws of nature are going to continue, but they are going to, the impact of them in the way they're going to unfold is going to be based on people's behavior. 
Moshe Kassav, like the Pasuk says, which we mentioned before, If you go ahead and listen to my mitzvahs and you do them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says the natural spiritual consequence of Klal Yisrael collectively doing the mitzvahs is, it's going to rain in the appropriate time. But you have to be careful because in the event that you collectively Klal Yisrael allow your hearts to wander away from God, then what's the natural spiritual consequence of that? That's our Sashamayim. So Kosh Baruch Hu says that the heavens are going to close up and then it's not going to rain. So all of that is embedded within, within nature, which within the laws of science, that um that what uh, what happens in the world is all going to be what may appear to be reward and punishment is really just how HaKadosh Baruch Hu, his masterful way of including spiritual laws together with scientific laws and embedding them with one another so that if we're doing the things we're supposed to, positive outcomes will occur. And if we're not doing what we're supposed to, so then potentially negative things are going to occur. And that's something which we're all going to ultimately see and be able to appreciate. Then... The next pasuk says, "Yismachu Hashemayim v'sagel aretz." So then we call, "Let the heavens uh, rejoice, and let the earth be glad, and Yeram Hayam Umlo, and the sea and its fullness will roar." So now this idea, um, yeah. So the uh, the Radak says that the um the simcha of the heavens and the gila and the the uh, uh the the gladness of the earth and the the sound that the sea and all of its fullness is going to make so the uh the radak explains so all of this is just a poetic way of describing the extent of the joy which is going to be experienced and if you remember that from the uh, the body language stuff, which we talk about, so the sign of joy, one of the signs of joy is the ability to sing and to dance and to spread out and for there to be lots of movement and lots of noise and stuff like uh, that. So here, using this poetic license to say that the heavens will rejoice and the earth is going to rejoice and the sea and the ocean, all of that we're going to see is rejoicing. That's how full and, uh, and powerful the simcha is going to be at that time. And something which will tell you the difference now, and then we'll see in the Malbim a further elaboration of this. But one of the things which we enjoy is the difference between two synonymous terms. So in this one Pasuk, you have the word Yismechu. So that's one word for joy, which is Simcha. And then we have the Sagel, Gila, is another word for Simcha. What's the difference between the happiness of Simcha and the happiness of Gila? So the Malbim explains Simcha al hamatmid. Simcha is something which is an ongoing, constant type of joy. The gil al chadash. And when we use the term gila, that's when you hear good news that came out of the blue, something which was unexpected, something which has not always been there. So now, why is it that the shamayim are going to have simcha, that's the ongoing, constant joy, and the aret, the land, is going to have the gila, is going to have this sudden joy of something which is new and fresh and has not yet been experienced. So the Malbim explains that Ratzalomer. So what David HaMelech means to say over here is, Shagam shashamayim umarachasam yelchum mahalcham hativi, 
even though the heavens and everything which goes on, all the constellations will continue in their natural path, even at the time of Gula, they will continue, the sun will continue to rise and the moon will do all of its things and everything which uh, normally happens. And the nature is going to continue along its normal course. But the land is going to go ahead and experience something new. Because people, mankind, is now going to see more clearly the divine providence and how HaKadosh Baruch Hu rewards and punishes people for what they do. That this is something which is going to happen. Or we'll, we'll experience this as we see the, uh, the fullness, of the, the roaring of the sea in its fullness. That sometimes you can have something like a tsunami. So the, the heavens in the earth and the, uh, the, the fullness of the, of the sea, so all of them can play a role in the unfolding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu deciding how to quote-unquote reward or punish. Now this thought is, we're still in the middle of the thought. The next Pasuk says, Yaloz Sadai V'chol Asherbo that let the, the as we move on from the heaven to the earth to the sea, so then we say, let the field be joyful, and everything which is in it, and And then there, there's going to be a song of joy by all of the trees in the woods. So the forests also are going to go ahead and they are going to let uh, to sing. Meaning what? So this is again illustrative of the fact that the joy is expansive and it's experienced by the entire physical world. So he says, uh, meaning, the Malbim explains, even though the heavens are not going to change at all, and they are going to give their rain as they normally do. And the earth is also going to continue following its laws of nature. That even in the event that according to the farmer's almanac, there's only going to be a small amount of, of uh, precipitation over the course of the year. But nonetheless, all of the fields the fields and everything which is in it can still rejoice. Why are the fields going to rejoice if there's only a small amount of precipitation? Because rather than falling on the streets and in places where you're not growing things, it'll fall specifically in the farm areas, so it'll be a much more efficient rain, and everything is still going to grow. So you don't have to worry about... Uh, you know, Mel in his uh, in his vegetable garden. So he doesn't have to worry that if there's a small amount of precipitation one year, that he's not going to be able to grow his vegetables. Because as long as the necessary amount of rain falls just there, it doesn't have to fall on Shoal. We don't have to fill that mikvah in front of Shoal. We could just have all of that rain fall only on Mel's vegetable garden. And then we'll be thrilled there with that. And HaKash Baruch Hu could do that also. Thumbs up. Yeah. And sometimes when Klal Yisrael is really when, the, as a result of our behavior, we uh, the consequence is negative outcome. So even if the farmer's almanac says there's going to be an abundance of rain that particular year, so what's going to happen? Yerdugasham al hayaros then the the uh, the rain is going to fall in the forests. 
where it doesn't help anybody. Nobody benefits from the the uh, more rain in the forest or lot or or not. And therefore, although there's an abundance of rainfall, it's not going to be something which is beneficial because where we need the rain, which is in Mel's vegetable garden, if there's no rain over there, so we don't care how much it's going to fall in the uh, Cook County Forest Preserves. That's not going to do much for us when we don't have <laughs> right when we don't have uh, green peppers and tomatoes and whatever else is uh, is growing over there. And to conclude this parak, we say, "Lifnei Hashem Kiva." In all of this, that when a when a Kadosh Baruch Hu, but this is all going to happen before Hashem when He comes, Kiva Lishmot Aretz. When He comes to judge the earth, meaning mankind, Yishbo Teva Betzedek. So He's going to judge mankind with justice, Vaamim Beemunaso, and the nations with His truth. So all of this, all of this reaction and this response, which is being described in the, in the, in presented in this particular parak of Tehillim, so all of that is occurring specifically at the time of justice, when we see how Akash Baruch Hu, exactly how he judges, and it is right, and it is, is just, and all of those good things. So now he says, Amar Po Shnei Pa'amim Kiva. So this parak at the the last pasuk over here, we talk about Hakadosh Baruch Hu coming twice. Lifnei Hashem Kiva before Hashem when He comes, and then Kiva Lishmot Aretz when He comes to judge the land. So why do we go ahead and repeat that twice? Kibiaso Zos Tia Aide Emtsai Bemtsos Haseder Hateva. Because this arrival, this judgment, which is going to occur over here, so this is going to come with a uh, with a uh, a middleman with a stopover. We're going to say as he uh, as the energy goes through, makes its way through teva, makes its way through nature. As if the energy is first going to come and influence and impact what happens in the heavens, what happens in the sky. And then is Lishbot And then it's going to come a second time as that judgment goes at and extends and reaches the earth. Although the first thing is going to continue its natural course of things, that's the heavens, which don't really get altered at all. But what happens here on earth, what we experience down here, so that is going to be impacted by our behavior and the energy which we send up to Shemaim, and then as it trickles back down to us. And it's through that that these two modes of conduct are going to merge together, the miraculous and the natural, or the judgmental and the natural. Because, because, because HaGadosh Baruch Hu ultimately is going to judge mankind with justice, the Amim Be'munaso, and he's going to judge the nations with truth. Meaning what? Shemavur Etzleinu, because it's very clear by us, Ki Amuna Shabal Haragas Hashem, the belief that we have regarding God's conduct, Humashayanig Alpihatev HaKvua. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu's divine providence always reaches us through in the cloak of or in the garment of teva, in the garment of nature. So it's going to be wrapped up in nature. Shehi emuna, which is emuna, uman mereshis kedumim, it's something which was formulated or created all the way from the ancient times. Vatzedek, and then the other term we have, that there's going to be mishpat and there's going to be tzedek. Kishayin amaisa adam, that's going to happen, the judgment is going to happen, 
when, uh, with justice, that's going to happen when we explore mankind's behaviors, the yanig onesh, and how nature is going to be changed based on the quote unquote reward or punishment. And the manifestation of that judgment as it occurs uh, through nature. So that is going to be how the tzedek, that's how it's going to be the justice and the muna and the truth, which is going to emerge as we see things uh, existing on these two different planes, Shemaim and Aretz, all of that coming through the uh, the form of the uh, of uh, Okay, so that is...